Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. There's hope. There's hope after all for the once great state of California, the once golden state after what we witnessed on the 4th of July, it's a wonderful thing. There is a ray of hope, and it has to do with the rocket's red glare. And in San Diego, one anchor man was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Oh, no, Jasmine. Jasmine, we can't have that, whoever Jasmine is. That is the local coverage from Los Angeles. On the 4th of July, right around 9 o'clock, it was almost as if this was synchronized by 4 million people. There's 4 million in the city of Los Angeles, 10 million in the county of Los Angeles. So they dispatched this helicopter, this news crew. I believe this is KCAL slash KCBS. And the anchors are, uh, they're just blown away by what they're seeing. And what you are seeing on the video is a chopper shot of just this wide picture of Los Angeles. (laughs) I don't know what direction it's pointing. Doesn't really matter. But it's wall-to-wall fireworks. It's not a single display that you would normally see on the 4th of July. And you, you pick your... Your fireworks display, you sit there and you uh, and you watch it for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and you go home. No, this is massive. This is every few blocks, there's fireworks going off. The rockets led gla- red glare, the bombs bursting in air, despite, despite the order from the Marxist socialist governor who said, stay home, despite the order from the Marxist socialist mayor of Los Angeles and... 
the Board of Supervisors for the County of Los Angeles, which ordered people in L.A. to stay home and don't participate in any fire. It's illegal. You heard Jasmine there, or Jasmine's co-anchor. Jasmine, this is illegal. This is illegal. It's amazing to me. Where are these news anchors when the dictator in Sacramento, that's Gavin Newsom, comes out and tells people you're not allowed to gather? You're not allowed to gather to celebrate this nation's 244th anniversary. Where are these anchors saying, oh, well, that's illegal. That's illegal. It's illegal. Yeah, Jasmine, it's illegal. It's this crazy thing we call the United States Constitution and the First Amendment. Right in there. The right of the people to peaceably assemble shall not be abridged by government, no matter what level of government, federal, state, or local. And so here in Los Angeles, you have this concert that exists between the governor and the mayor. They're working hand in glove. Don't you know they talk every day, guaranteed, before they come out with their communist talk to the people every day. They come out there just like it's scripted in uh, 1984 with Big Brother, Big Brother comes out, that would be Gavin Newsom and Eric Garcetti, and they deliver their spiel for the day. And their spiel for the day is, hey, you are all bad, you are all dumb, therefore we need government to impose itself on you. And government is going to tell you what to do. And has been since March, since they started this farce in California. And so two days before the 4th of July... Newsom and Garcetti come out and they say, hey, listen, you're not allowed to celebrate the 4th of July. It's effectively what they said. They shut down the beaches. They shut down the beaches. They canceled, effectively, all fireworks in the county of Los Angeles. 10 million people. I believe there was one county and one municipality that said, the hell with you, and lit off their fireworks display. But, of course, you're talking 10 million people and hundreds of square miles of real estate. Not a lot of people are going to see that. So, instead... We have, apparently, possibly, millions of people, at the very least thousands of people, judging by this video, saying the hell with you. <laughs> the hell with you, Garcetti. The hell with you, Gavin Newsom. We are going to celebrate the 4th of July, whether you like it or not, and we're going to do it by not only violating your edict, but we're going to violate the law, because those fireworks, of course, are illegal, in California, as they are in, in most places, although you can go to Nevada, for example. I think they're still uh, legal there, and you can go buy fireworks in Nevada, cross state lines, and then bring them back to California. Apparently, the black market on fireworks is going crazy. And I had heard about this. People were telling me that the black market on fireworks this year was going crazy. And I suppose it was in anticipation of this, that people could see the writing on the walls. As one fireworks display was canceled after another, after another, I heard a statistic that I think there's 16,000 typically, 16,000 fireworks displays across the country every year, and that about three-quarters of them had been canceled. So it was reduced in a nation of 330 million people to a handful of fireworks displays and maybe a, a couple, 300. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable what we the people the majority, apparently, of we the people have allowed to have happen to our country and our rights.
Stand by. The doors of the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in, so sit back and relax as we unfold today's edition of the Ledger Report. And what would a 4th of July be in 2020 without talking about Colin Kaepernick? And I only want to talk about this nutcase briefly, but apparently X amount of Americans, and I'm talking millions of Americans, follow this guy, respect this guy. He's got a big old contract with Nike for what? What has he done exactly? And you're listening to a 49er fan. I never liked this guy. I sensed something about him I didn't like. I, I tried to look at him from just a purely football perspective, and he, quote, led the 49ers to the Super Bowl. Of course, they lost that Super Bowl with Kaepernick uh, at the helm. I never trusted him. And they, you know, some people tried to paint him as the second coming of Joe Montana. Well, clearly now, years later, we know that he's nothing like Joe Montana, either on the football field or off the football field. But Colin Kaepernick does have an audience, right? I don't know how many Twitter followers he has, but I would guarantee it's in the millions of followers. Not as big and robust as the President of the United States. Of uh, what Last I checked, he's, uh, I don't know, coming up on 40 million. But Kaepernick's in the millions, I'm sure. And so people listen to what this nutcase, anti-American, Marxist, socialist, selfish baby has to say. And so he comes out on the 4th of July and says the Independence Day celebration is a celebration of white supremacy. And I don't know how many million Americans subscribe to that and, and applaud what he's saying, but clearly he's ignorant. The 4th of July is a celebration of the birth of this republic. We declared our independence to create a place where people can live freely and practice their religion freely and speak freely with limited government. That's what Independence Day is all about. We have broken the bonds of slavery, if you will, to Great Britain and King George, and bam, this chunk of land became a country. Right? It was a colony before, uh, and it became a country, so to speak. Of course, we had to find a, a, a bloody war to firmly establish that. But the Declaration of Independence is the opposite of celebrating white supremacy. The ignorance in what I see, especially in the news reporting, and the news reporting of the president going to Mount Rushmore and celebrating these two slaveholders, uh, these white supremacist uh, former presidents, Jefferson and Washington, the ignorance, the utter ignorance of these reporters and these anchors and the audience that it lets them get away with it without questioning it. I don't let them get away with it. But they're bastardizing history. And unfortunately, they're getting away with it because X amount of Americans, tens of millions of Americans, don't know their history. And they don't know that the Declaration of Independence set off a ticking time bomb to blow up slavery, for example, to ensure that we have what we now call equal protection under the law, equal rights, the equal ability to achieve and pursue happiness, as it says 
in the Declaration of Independence, among other things. We have equal protection under the law. And no, we didn't have total equality at the, the founding of this republic, but the Declaration set in motion what would happen later under Abraham Lincoln in the abolition of slavery. And later on, I suppose, you could say it did the same thing for suffrage and women being able to vote and women being able to give uh, drive cars, which I am dead against. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I give women a lot of credit for getting behind the wheel, and I give them a wide berth, too. But Colin Kaepernick is an anti-American. Colin Kaepernick, I don't even know if he understands the Marxist socialist philosophy, but he certainly represents some sort of facet of it, and he wants to destroy the foundation of this republic. That's his goal. He doesn't know where he wants to take us to, and most liberals don't know exactly where they want to take us to, this weird utopia they have in their mind. Bernie Sanders knows where he wants to take this republic, and it's off the deep end, circa... Oh, 1950 Soviet Union. That's where he wants to take us. He wants to make it all about one central government to tell us what to do, what to how to get up in the morning, what to eat, what to drink, how to live our lives, cradle to grave. That's what Bernie Sanders wants. And Kaepernick is just a useful idiot. He's just a, a spoke in the wheel to get what Bernie Sanders is, is trying to get. And by the way, so is Joe Biden. Joe Biden's just another cog in the wheel. And they struck a deal. Why did, during COVID, the campaign end in the Democrat Party? How did this happen? I mean, think back in March and April. Everybody was distracted. But while that was going on, all the candidates quit and endorsed Joe Biden. And Bernie Sanders, I believe, was the last one. Well, how did that happen? And why did it happen? Well, it how it happened was a, a bunch of conference calls, I guarantee it, as they held up in their basements. And why it happened was very simple. And that is Joe Biden is just the figurehead. He's just the, the latest rendition of what George Soros wants and Bernie Sanders wants. And that's the socialization of this republic. And so they struck a deal. It's as simple as that. That's what was going on during the whole COVID thing and holding up in their basements. And so we have this unholy alliance, and the, the Bernie Sanders is uh, calling the shots here, and Joe Biden's just the useful idiot, and what an idiot he is. So Kaepernick is not that big a deal. The NFL, by the way, is not that big a deal. Americans are not going to put up with this crap that's going on in the NFL, where they're going to have Black Lives Matter emblems and kneeling during the national anthem and i've even heard some patches on their uniforms like the nba is going to do i've heard that too i don't know if it's accurate but they're gone the nfl's gone and x amount of americans are gone with them tens of millions of americans i mean you're not going to get away with this in uh, places like texas and um other conservative regions you're not going to get away with this garbage it's not going to happen so L.A. and California, I would imagine it wasn't just L.A., said the hell with you, Gavin Newsom. We're going to celebrate Independence Day, and they did. And I was in California for the 4th of July, and I was visiting some relatives, and 
I went to a gathering. I broke the law in California. Come and get me, Gavin. I'm admitting it. I broke your edict. It wasn't a law. Excuse me. I correct myself. There is no law prohibiting the gathering of Californians. It doesn't exist. It can't exist. It's an edict, and it's a a phony edict at that. And I'm just happy to see that so many Californians said, screw you, Newsom. And while I was in California, same thing. I went to a gathering. It was like-minded. I guess they were all Republicans, but I don't care. Like-minded Americans, including a Vietnam vet who took point near the Cambodian border as a part of the Air Force. I didn't know that the Air Force had such a, a, a ground presence, but apparently they did in Vietnam. And he was the guy at point, who took point. And I said, thank you for your service. And he was wearing a Vietnam veteran hat. And he said, thank me. He thanked me for what I do uh, behind the microphone here. And I, you know, I'm very humbled by that. But it's so nice to see so many Americans who are trapped behind enemy lines in California defying what they know to be wrong. It's just that these people are outnumbered in California. But the fireworks, the fireworks that we witnessed on 4th of July tell me that even the Democrats and the so-called independents, which are mostly Democrats in California, even the Democrats have had enough of Gavin Newsom. And he crossed the line again by issuing an edict, and this is hard to believe, And I don't know how many Americans heard about this, but Newsom issued another edict, and that was in church. They're they're allowing church, only 100 people now, so you get to 101 people, you're not allowed to go to church. Now think about that. You have these expansive churches, especially these these, uh, Mormon temples. They're huge. Thousands of people can get in there. They want churches to limit to 100 people. And I don't know if they're following this edict in California or not, but it's disgusting, and again, it violates this crazy thing called the United States Constitution and the First Amendment. Two aspects of the First Amendment. The right to practice religion is being inhibited, clearly, and the right to assemble. So it's a twofer for me. So Newsom issues this edict, no singing. (laughs) No singing at church. And I say to myself, You Democrats who put this guy in office, you Democrats who did not sign the recall petition of this guy, Newsom. There was a recall about six months ago, well before COVID-19, and it failed. You Democrats who support this guy, he's now saying you cannot sing. Now, I know there's X amount of Californians in the millions, certainly, who will say, well, it's for the best. But there's got to be millions more Democrats and independents who are saying, hmm, this doesn't quite seem right. And these preachers, and I once again, I'm going to call on the Catholic Church, the priests, and it's it's an individual parish thing in the Catholic Church, but the the Catholic Church does sound down orders from its um, individual uh, bishops in their... sectioned off diocese, and they give guidance. But in the end, it's up to the individual uh, priests of each parish parish to decide what they're going to do. 
And it sure would be nice if we had more Catholic priests saying, wait a minute, hold on a minute. You are restricting, trying to restrict the number of people who come to my church to praise the Lord. You are restricting the ability for us to even practice our religion. And now you're telling us we can't sing. Boy, I know what I would do if I was one of those priests or one of those pastors. And there are many pastors. There's hundreds of them, maybe thousands now in California, who are saying, the hell with you. The hell with you, Governor. Come get me, which is what I say, too. When I cross into California, across state lines, I say, come get me. I'm not going to wear no face mask. When I go into a private business, a supermarket, for example, that says, in order to enter this facility, you have to wear a face mask, I play the game. Slips down all the time. I don't know how it does it. Not now. I just got a new face mask, and it's a one of those clear things. Does absolutely nothing to stop the spread of a virus. Absolutely nothing. But you see people, the medical people, you know, walking around with this clear plastic that kind of starts at their uh, their brow, and you know, some people wear it in a, like a like a like a little um, has a little I don't know a little band, a kind of a, a elastic band around it. And then other people wear it like they have these little glasses that kind of hold it. So the shield, it's a clear shield that kind of goes down to about your chin. does absolutely nothing (laughs) to stop the spread of a virus. But I love it because I can see. And I I got this one. It was given to me. And it had on the top about an inch of blue that had like the logo of the, the people who made the mask. And so what I did was. I went to the local Republican place and I got a Trump bumper sticker and I put the Trump bumper sticker over the uh, logo. So now I'm walking around with this mask (laughs) that says Trump Pence 2020. (laughs) Hey, you know what? If they're going to make me wear a mask in these private stores, hey, this is the way I'm going to do it. I'm going to be a a walking, talking bumper sticker. And, um, And so that's what I decided to do. So... Churches, hopefully, are pushing back. Clearly, a lot of people in Los Angeles are pushing back. And these individual counties are pushing back in California, too. But the problem is that Newsom is holding uh, billions of dollars over their heads. And this is what Marxist socialists do. If you don't toe the line, they will punish you. And that's what Fourth of July was all about. He saw too many people, quote, not wearing a mask. He also saw his numbers spiking, by the way. And there's a very simple reason for the number spiking in California, the number of cases. It's very simple. You lock people up for three months and you let them loose, what's going to happen? Well, they're going to be exposed to the virus and they're going to get it. And people are not dying. And you know how significantly people are not dying right now, by the way? An article out of Just the News says that if you go to the CDC website and you look at the definition of an epidemic, a pandemic is just an epidemic that's spread across the world or in, a, in multiple regions in the world, right? So, but we have, this is an epidemic in, in the United States. They're calling it so-called an epidemic, just like there's a flu epidemic every season. So COVID-19 is an epidemic by a certain definition. Well, guess what? Because the mortality rate, the death rate is dropping so precipitously in about a week or so, if this continues, if the trend continues, COVID-19 is not going to meet the definition of an epidemic. It's going to be over. So then what, Governor Newsom? Then what, Governor Wolf? 
Then what, Governor Murphy? Then what, Governor Cuomo? Then what, Governor Pritzker? Then what, Governor Whitmer? What are you going to do then? Huh? What are you going to do then once the epidemic definition is not met? You're going to continue this farce? What are you going to do? And by the way, in California, there are hot spots of cases, and they're all along the border. They're not in San Diego County because San Diego County has a very secure border. But Imperial County, which is adjacent to San Diego County, just to the east, and a huge city of like three or four million Mexicans live just south of Imperial County. It's called Mexicali. They have a surge. Guess where the surge is coming from? Just take a wild guess why the hospital, it's a crummy one in Imperial County, by the way, is being overwhelmed. Just take a wild guess. Uh, yeah, it's Mexico. And so to the north is of Imperial County is a county called Riverside County. And that's where Palm Springs is, by the way. Riverside County all of a sudden has a spike in hospitalizations. Do you know why? It's not because of the spread of the virus. It's because they're taking the overflow from Imperial County. So Imperial, so Mexico dumps into Imperial County. Imperial County dumps into Riverside County. And then they look at the Riverside County numbers and the hospitalizations, and the governor says, oh, i got to put you on the watch list. <laughs> this is a joke. Can anybody please tell me that this makes sense to anyone? First of all, we shouldn't be taking care of people who fling themselves across the border so they can have COVID-19 treatment and they're not U.S. citizens. Secondly, they're spilling over one county or another, and then once the county receives all these patients, they're saying, uh-oh, it's a hotbed. It's not a hotbed. It's an infirmary. And by the way, the same thing's happening in the Central Valley of California. They go into these processing plants in Fresno and, and Bakersfield. They test all these farm workers who are here hopefully legally on green cards, but they're Mexican nationals. They test all, and they're younger, right? And they test them, and they test positive for COVID-19, and they say, no, we're not going anywhere. No, we're not going to go to the hospital. No, we're not going to seek treatment, and that's why you see the spike. Why do they say no? Because they want the money, because they need the money. And, of course, in California, they're not going to force these people to get treatment because that would be, well, I guess inhumane. California is over the cliff. California is off the deep end. But this video on the 4th of July gives me hope. On the ballot this November in California is something called Prop 13. If you don't know what Prop 13 is, it was passed in the late 70s. And it effectively stopped a spiral increase of property taxes in California. Californians in the 70s were getting hammered. They kept jacking up the property taxes, and people said, enough! So Howard Jarvis, this gentleman, rose to the occasion, and they put a ballot on the... Um, they put a ballot on during the election, I think it was 1978, if I remember right. And it passed, Prop 13. So it froze property taxes effectively. It doesn't mean that property taxes can't go up, but if you own a house and you bought it in 1984 and you haven't changed anything, you haven't done anything radical to trigger any kind of reassessment, it's going to be taxed at the rate of 1984. Now, if you sell that house and then somebody buys it uh, from you, then it's going to be taxed at the 2020 assessment. So Prop 13 put, and this is commercial too, by the way. It's not just residential, it's commercial. So Prop 13 put 
some protections in place for homeowners. Well, guess what? On the ballot in November is an initiative to do away with the commercial side of Prop 13, which obviously, if this passes, would set the stage for eliminating eventually the residential side. So this is huge in California. If Prop 13 is eliminated, it's over for the middle class. It's going to squeeze out, certainly the lower class, but the middle class is going to be squeezed out completely. And so California becomes just for the rich and famous and everybody else will rent and it'll it'll crash. It'll make over real estate in California. Is that a good thing? It would be a lot of pain for a lot of people for a lot of years. And maybe in the long run, it would be a good thing. So I'm a big fan of of Kramer on television, you know, the, the stock picking uh, media mogul now that uh, Jim Kramer is. And he used to do a podcast just like this. And I used to listen to it. And at the end of every podcast, he would say, how can we make some money today? I used to love that. And he would talk about a stock, yeah, usually an individual stock ETF or something like that. So uh, I want to do that with my podcasts and I'm going to, continue to do that and so how can we make a difference today because what's the point of constantly complaining and i've always tried to do this on television too what is the point of constantly complaining without offering a solution and i have many solutions and over the next four months as we lead up to the election i'll be throwing them out there one of them certainly is to elect donald trump but it's it's much deeper than that so How can we make a difference today? How can we make a difference? Not just bitch and moan and sit back and look at social media and say it's a mess out there. Prop 13. Even if you live in Indiana, even if you live in Illinois, Florida, New Jersey, wherever, Pennsylvania, I want you to go to this website. It's H as in Harry, J as in Jack, T as in Tom, A as in Apple. That stands for Howard Jarvis taxassociation.org hjta.org and on that website it will detail what I'm talking about with Prop 13 why do you care if you're in Pennsylvania well I'll tell you why because we know what happens in California often spreads to the rest of the country so read up on Prop 13 how it exists today and why it is so fundamentally important for every homeowner in this country that they have protection from an out-of-control government that wants to punish you because you happen to be successful enough to buy or inherit and own and operate a home. A home. The American dream. The pursuit of happiness. HJTA.org. There is hope. There is a glimmer of hope for California And we can be part of the solution if we choose. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for listening. I'm Graham. I'm wrong. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. Like that car riding right your tail. 
Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.